Welcome to another episode of Album for the Day with John E. and Jay. Hey there, it's Album for the Day. I'm John E. This is Jay. And we were thinking about doing something a little different Mm -hmm. because we love America. Oh, that's right. And there's 50 states in this great land. And we're going to put our patriot pants on, and we're going to bring you a little bit from every state, because there's music in every state in this great land. And we're here for the whole ride. So we're going to go state by state, bringing you some of the best bands, some of the best albums that we've heard. Uh, We're going to bring it to you. So buckle up, Buttercup. Jose, can you see? (laughs) Here we go. Album for the day. Today brings you another state of the music. Kaka. Today we go to Nebraska. Oh yeah. The Cornhusker State. The tree planter state. Now that's just I don't think Nebraska and trees. Once I just you don't. get to Cornhusker. Yeah. That's all you need. We're not worried about the other. Yeah. I think corn when I think Nebraska. I don't think planting trees. In addition, but whatever. I don't think of a number of these artists. Yeah, right. It's another one of those states where like you just have no clue. Yeah. What was in here? Yeah. But uh Matthew Sweet. Yeah, that I knew that would be the number 1 for um, Lincoln. Mhm. I mean, it, it's arguable, honestly, you know, who I mean, his His whole career, he's been a solo artist, so you can literally attribute 100% of record sales to him. Yeah. As opposed to other people from the state who are in a band. Yeah, but I mean, but his rock, pop, power, I mean, he, he has different albums that sound so different, and he also has a very unique sound that carries through all those albums through every, he brings yeah, that it's, to it's every, a, he's a very so, unique artist where he he's experimental with his own sound but he always is very true to himself if that makes sense also i agree with you yeah however it's amazing how good he collabs with, with certain people. people yeah and um he's got a number of albums with Susanna Hoffs from the Bangles Mm-hmm. Called Under the Covers. Mm-hmm. Man, some of those are just amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never heard a version like that. And it's always interesting to hear something that didn't have a male and female vocal in it. Right. Take that on. Yeah. Um, other favorite project, honestly, that I liked way more than that uh, The Thorns. Hmm. Do you remember The Thorns? I do not. So he did. A project with Sean Mullins oh, uh, and Pete Rockabye. and Pete Droge. Wow! You remember Pete? Droge? I do. That's a blast you remember from the a song past. He did? And if you don't love me, I kill myself. Wow! That was in Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Wow. So he did a project. Amazing. Like they just went out and they were like hanging out and they were like playing and they were like, man, some of this. Yeah, let's just Can get, we, let's get some tape. Let's let's demo some of this and shop it and see if anybody else is in it. They ended uh, up opening for the Dixie Chicks on tour. 
Wow. That's a huge gig. Oh, that's a huge gig. And I'm yeah, pretty and, sure and it was, was one of the biggest bands in Europe. The world. Yeah, that was one of the biggest bands in the world for a while. Yeah. So, Matthew Sweet, he is a really, I love his songwriting. Full disclosure, I was watching Matthew Sweet on my 21st birthday. Mm. At yeah. 328 Performance Hall. Rest in peace, 328 Performance Hall. I was recently driving, I was on a camping trip, and I passed a place called, uh, uh, what was it, 127 Performance Hall. And I was like, you're not quite there yet, guy. So close. <laughs> I know. It was really funny to me, though. But yeah, man, Matthew Sweet is, is um, one of my faves. But Elliot Smith. El- yeah, I was. that was going to be the first person that I mentioned um, because of how influential... Elliot Smith has been on so many other artists. Uh, we so had before a, he went solo, though he had a band yes. called Stranger Than Fiction. Yes, um, and I, 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 I don't think that he's really known. I think he's more known for his songwriting and his singer-songwriter style as just being Elliot Smith. Uh, me and Johnny had a friend, uh, Jillian Johnson, and her favorite all-time artist that uh, we talked about it over and over me and her sat back and listened to elliot smith on repeat in a pottery studio you could ask and, her the yeah. most obscure question that yeah. it took you 45 minutes to find the answer to yeah. and, and she'd fire it right right back. yeah uh, elliot smith was the absolute ultimate super fan yeah and uh but yeah El- elliot smith is one of those artists that very nostalgic for me uh he i mean he pa- he passed away in like uh about in 2003 um um and 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 it, his musical cat uh catalog is absolutely brilliant he's a brilliant dude go check him out speaking sure. of which also from omaha connor oberst oh yeah Mr. Bright Eyes. Mr. Bright Eyes. He's really interesting, man. I saw him do a solo set in a cave. They were filming Bluegrass Underground for public television. And it was like multiple people per day for three days. And he was one of them. I remember Chris Robinson and the New Earth Mud. Wow. Um Blues Traveler was what really snagged me in. Yeah, that's um, a ticket you buy. Third time out, Rhonda Vincent. I mean, it was just stacked, man. It was a heck of a time, and I didn't and, really know a lot about Connor Oberst. Yeah. Oh yeah, and Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors. Mm. Well, I mean, Connor Oberst recorded his first album when he was like thirteen or fourteen years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was he was. He, Build as which you can't put this pressure on a thirteen-year-old kid. He was billed as like, oh, he's the next Dylan, because of how amazing his songwriting skills are at thirteen, fourteen, and it's just like, yeah, that's an insane amount of pressure to put on somebody. So yeah, uh, did you check out Pigeon John? I did. Uh, that's some good stuff, man. Yeah, so. Um, John Kenneth Dust and I would have been like and it was his real name and it's like I'd have been like Johnny Dust like that's such a cool name John Dust 
Right. John Kenneth Dust, Kenny Dust, KD. There's like there's so many JD. There's so many things as as a rapper that like, and it's like Pigeon John. There's got to be a story there. I don't know it, but he does. And if you're listening, Pigeon John, I'd love to hear it. Hit us up. Hit us up. Album the number four the day at gmail.com. Or on our Twitter page at album for the day. Also Instagram. Because I'm going to be hitting you up, son. (laughs) Pigeon John, we're not coming for you, but we'd like for you to come for us. Yeah. Um, Also from Omaha. Buddy freaking Dude, Miles. He, what a legend. What a freaking legend. What an absolute. He's a drummer for Jimi Hendrix for the Band of Gypsies. And in his own, uh, uh, if you've not heard Changes, the Buddy Miles solo album, it is absolutely ridiculously good. Beginning to end, it has a soul that is uh, only the only rival of soul is probably uh, what uh, what are you going to do uh, Don, Donnie Hathaway if you what are you going to go if you took Miles's funkiest period yeah and stuck him in a room with the brothers Johnson oh and Bootsy yeah yeah and he and you got him hammering he's one of the hardest hitters on the drums that you're ever going to hear but they have a way of controlling it in the studio to where you can just hear this like these pops are just you can almost tell it's him it's almost like the john bonham effect he does have a very where you can hear distinctive him. style well, yeah. The one thing you didn't mention, man, you mentioned every single thing I was going to except mm. the electric flag. Mm. The electric flag, yeah. if you are not aware, it's one of those Easter egg things that you got to know. We're letting you know. Go look up the electric flag. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Also from Omaha, Eric Turner, mm-hmm. guitarist for Warrant for 10 albums. Yay, Eric. That's Eric with a K. Just wanted to point that out. Eric. I'm just... I don't know. <laughs> wonder if he had red hair. Um, Preston Love Sr. Yeah. Preston Love Sr. also from Omaha. Band leader. Yep. Um, Saxophonist, band leader. Count Basie's orchestra. Oh, he performed boy. on Count Basie's only number one Billboard song. Open the door, Richard. Do you know how many times I've said open the door, Richard? Now I know. You can thank Preston Love. I owe Preston Love. A lot of royalties. I do. (laughs) I'm glad he didn't Pat Riley that. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He published a... It's called A Thousand Honey Creeks Later, My Life in Music from Basie to Motown and Beyond. Mm-hmm. In 1997, mm-hmm. because he was the leader of the Motown West Coast band. So the general manager of KIOS said of Preston Love Sr., quote, He was fearless. He was not afraid to give his opinion, especially about what he felt was the inequality black musicians have endured in Omaha and how black music has been taken over by white promoters and artists. 
some listeners got really angry, unquote. Mm. You ain't wrong. We've, no, but we've seen those people throughout the years, man. Yeah. And if you're not if you're not making a change, if you're not part of the change, yeah. You're part of the problem. Yeah. And we've seen plenty of people don't make me bring up the Revolutionary War, <laughs> but yeah. I'm just saying, like, people have been rebels for years yeah, for the right reason. Oh, absolutely. And for somebody who could very easily be considered to be on the other side from him, to give him that kind of a tribute, yeah, that's big, man. Preston yeah, Love. Preston Love. Also from Omaha, 311. Mm. So the band's name, it got some controversy. I remember when they started to hit big, early 90s. Mm -hmm. They were like three times the 11th letter of the alphabet. It's KKK. They're white supremacists. Mm. No. Actually, 311 is... Omaha police code for indecent exposure because one of his friends got busted for skinny dipping. Uh, I mean, so let's be clear. That probably shouldn't be a crime. It certainly <laughs> shouldn't be a 311. No, it should. <laughs> but. Yeah, they're they're really great. I know Jay's not a massive fan. Not I a huge am fan. for a number of reasons. Yeah, um, I like the fact that they were doing something unique. They, they were had, doing something that other people weren't doing. They had a sound that came out, and it was very interesting. It was very different, but they didn't really let go of that sound. And there's just it was that thing. Well, actually, to me. before that, yeah. When they added the turntablist, yep, they were still there, but it was a different sound before that. Mm-hmm. And so now, and I get it; they they've got a little bit of a formula. Yeah, but Absolutely. I will say they did a lot of great work in the soundtrack for Fifty First Dates. Yeah, and Peanut, uh, the uh, the ba- uh, bassist, uh, he filled in on uh the who's tour uh that we saw when right when Entwistle passed away uh peanut was the bass player that filled in for john Entwistle, and i was like all right i need to do more i need to do more research about this dude because how did this guy fill in those shoes but there he is it was very weird but speaking of very weird Fred Astaire is also from Omaha that was my most random weird I just sat there going like Fred Astaire I to me I didn't realize he had released recorded music oh yeah I, I, I mean he's known, he's known for his dancing dancer. and yeah. movies and if you see the, yeah e- even in Rain Man yeah. Like there's a scene yep. with Fred and Ginger dancing. Yep. He ain't singing. Yeah. But like they introduced Fred Astaire in the to rain. Him. I'm singing in the rain. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. 
But he, but you're right. He is always known for the dancing, the acting, and whatever. But to me, I'm thinking either New York or L.A. Like he had to have gotten to start with from Nebraska. What? Folk sing a real folk singer wouldn't be from Delaware. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, cursive is also from Omaha. They're. Mm-hmm. They called themselves post-hardcore. You take a listen. Tell me they're not hardcore. Um, Also from Omaha, Jay and I were just experiencing Tilly and the Wall. Yeah. So Tilly and the Wall. So we commented when we were talking about, I believe it was Massachusetts, about Guster. Yeah. And how when we saw Guster live, uh, the drummer drummer hadn't necessarily wised up yet. And... uh, he was doing all hand percussion. Yep. And we met him at the merch table, and he had his hands on ice. So Tilly and the Wall kind of adapted that. They've got a couple of hand percussionists. Cymbal players. Sure. Yeah. And then they've got a tap dancer instead of a drummer. Who they loop and mic and, like... It's yeah. It's, it's very the song. Cool. Yeah. It's music. Yeah. It's, it's freaking re- amazing. It's really, really, really cool. Uh, Jamie Presnall is the tap dancer, um, and it's and and then they and then they play music based on tap dancing as a percussion instrument, and they've got bass drums or not, or bass guitar and all, and they just have a tap dancer instead of. I mean, I'll be straight with you, dude. I percussion. really do recognize that as. Um, it's as inno- a form of music, it's, it's definitely an instrument. It's innovative. I went and to have somebody being able to hit cymbals outside of your tapping feet, and she and I'm sure that she's tap hitting cymbals as well. But it's just it's different, and that's freaking awesome. We're just not doing enough <laughs> unique stuff in music anymore. Yeah. It's so refreshing to see somebody trying something new. Exactly. And being successful at it. Absolutely. And being extremely successful because their music is really cool. Yeah. It's very cool. Tilly and the Wall. Check them out again. Mm-hmm. Um, also from Omaha, Brimstone Howl. They do garage rock. Um, criteria. Mm. So back to cursive. Uh, Steve Pedersen could be Peterson, but it's got a D. I'm taking a chance, Steve. I'm going um, Peterson. I'm saying Pedersen. <laughs> it's got an effing D. <laughs> so he was uh, one of the founders of Cursive, mm-hmm. and he started this band after returning home after graduating from Duke Law School. Mm. And couldn't necessarily, like, he was out of cursive, so he was like, I still want to do a band. That's interesting. Criteria. It's not a huge departure. Oh, and Richard Stoltzman. Mm-hmm. Clarinetist. Clarinetist. You just don't run across people. Oh, and, dude, probably literally the biggest, let me look at this list again. Of mm-hmm. other Omahans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this may be the biggest. Uh, yeah. 
311 sold eight and a half million records. I don't know what Fred Astaire sold. I don't know what Cursive has sold. Um, but Mannheim Steamroller has probably sold more than all of them combined. Really? And Mannheim Steamroller was founded in Omaha, Nebraska. Well, there it is. Like I said, nothing says Christmas like... uh, Mannheim Steamroller. Nebraska. (laughs) (laughs) And not not the uh, uh, Springsteen album. No. That definitely doesn't say. No. Yeah. That's not... Mm-mm. We're not even into that. Josh but, Rouse is from Paxton, Nebraska. Uh, yeah. I like Josh Rouse. He got tired of doing music over here and was like, I'm going to move to, what was it, Spain? Hmm, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's he very moved cool. to Spain and was well, like... if you can be independent and do your thing. I mean, he clearly made a name for himself and had money. He can do whatever Spain the hell he wants. France something, and he just... Yeah. I'm Went give, over there. Given the two, I'd take Spain. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But I like Josh Rouse. Uh, what about Randy Meisner? The uh, one of the original. The the, uh, what, what would you call it? creators of the Eagles? So that is one hundred percent wrong. What? Randy Meisner. Yeah, he's a founding member. Okay, sorry, my bad. That was that was me being wrong. Yeah. Okay. I was like, "Ooh, wait, hold on. Did I get my what? What? What did I get? What did I? What did I wrap up?" And I would say probably Randy Meisner's most iconic performance. Yeah. In that, it was the bassist, and he had backing harmony vocals, is what he was known for. But he sang lead on one, one freaking track. And what was that? The new kid in town. The new kid in town. I don't want it. I, can't, I couldn't give any. I couldn't give any lyrics other than that. No, that's that's a call it's and response. Do it again. Do it again. It's the new kid in town. I don't want to hear it. The new kid in town. I don't want to hear it. Uh, <laughs> Man, I can't believe after we should, the struggle to get we should Don leave. freaking Henley to come out of your mouth, how should, easy Randy Meisner did. We should What's, leave the the new kid in town to the Eagles, is what we just learned. Maybe. However, we can't walk away without pointing out that Randy Meisner left the Eagles to join Poco, and Poco's bass player, Timothy B. Schmidt, joined the Eagles. Well, there you go. Can't walk away from that. No, you can't. Max Carl. Did you check out Max freaking Carl? No, I didn't. From Humphrey? No, I didn't. So he played keys and vocals for 38 Special. Oh, the Grand Funk Railroad He was also the co-lead vocalist for Grand Funk Railroad. He did some work with Tommy Bolin. I forgot about that guy. Man, I bet when he was playing during the summer, he was a hot Carl. Maybe. Maybe. Patricia Barber yep. uh, was from Lincoln and became... She was also a pianist and a songwriter, but she got known for Chicago-style jazz singing. Not in Nebraska. Mm, no, definitely not. Amy Noonan. Bro, 
Mm. That one got me. Yeah. I knew some of her work. Didn't know it was her. Yeah. Didn't know it was Nebraska. Oh, I definitely did not know. So, she's also known as Queen Herbie, Herbie, H-E-R-B-Y, and Queen Q-V-E-E-N. Uh-huh. So, she and her husband um, had a group called Carmen. K-A-R-M-I-N. You know any of their songs? Yeah, it was one of those things where I, when I looked this up, it was one of those things where I was like, hold up, why you gotta misspell everything, number one? Like everything is misspelled, and there's and then it's and then it yeah. And wow, that has a hundred million spins. Yes. Um, yeah, brokenhearted. I hear it all the time. Yep. Um, but I thought it was interesting because that again, I would never have pegged that Delaware. Maybe. Yeah. Bliss Blood from Lincoln singer songwriter plays the ukulele. Mm. I like the name, and I like the ukulele. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be honest with you. Yep. I really didn't want to include this guy. Can I guess who it is? James Valentine. No. (laughs) I don't know who. But James Valentine is the guitarist for Maroon 5, and he's a special fantastic guy no then that's not definitely not the guy you were talking about he can play you some songs about jane he can Sweet jane. no i was talking about a man from johnson nebraska a bass singer who did session work for bob dylan joan baez carly simon he was in a group called the weavers that i think we discussed got on the uh, blacklist uh, they were a folk group so Bill Lee from Johnson, Nebraska, yeah. was the voice of Sheer Khan in Disney's The Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty stinking great. Yeah. Um, I also noticed Thurl Ravenscroft. Now, I'm going to tell you, if that guy had done nothing but sing I'd like to teach the world to sing in a Coca-Cola commercial. Mm. I still would have brought him up just because Thurl Ravenscroft. What a great name. My God. Sounds like a Harry Potter name. Magical. Thurl Ravenscroft. Thurl is coming to get you. (laughs) Um, So he's from Norfolk. I assume they pronounce it the same way as Virginia. Yeah, we'll call it the same. Nebraska. Uh, he was a singer, voice actor. So I I saw his bass voice described as basso profundo, which means you real low, bro. Low, low, low. Deep low, and booming. Low. So do you know what Thurl Ravenscroft did that you know? No. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. They're great! <laughs> Tony the Tiger voice. That's it. That's awesome. So Thurl's awesome. Um, Mike Mogus. Mm, mm-hmm. He's big news, man. And he does a lot of producing. He's worked with a lot of people. His brother also plays in a couple bands. He's from North Platte. Uh, he's 
kind of a member of Bright Eyes now, based on. Well, AJ um, Mogus was the uh, bass player yeah, his as his brother. brother in Criteria. Right. Yeah. Um. Also, this one's a little food for thought, and that is a pun intended. Ben Hogue, H-O-U-G-E, mm-hmm. from York. Mm-hmm. So he's a video game composer. That's pretty awesome. However, he's associated much like the guy we were talking about that does like assonant stuff that doesn't make sense until you retranslate it another way. Right. He's associated with food operas. Hmm. I don't know... I, I didn't want to dig. That, I don't even know what that means. I had a shovel, but I I yeah. couldn't get tied down to that, yeah. so no. I didn't. But yeah, check out food operas with Ben. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like such a weird show. It sounds food like something that's ben. on like Home Shopping Network. <laughs> really bad. Um, Haywood Wakefield Band from Fremont. Name came off of the bottom of the dining room table, much like Kaiser Soze. There you go. And um, Maddie Lewis from the 1975 is from Papillon. Yeah. Nebraska. Another one, man. That's like Axl Rose being from Indiana. Yeah, I know. So weird. Josh Hoyer and Soul Colossal from Lincoln. That's a great name, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Boxcar Willie. I mean, that's one that's like, I mean, he's the old school throwback, but what a great name. Like, especially for the guy, he has that old time hobo style, whatever. So here's the great thing about that. Yeah. I wasn't going to include him because he's not from Nebraska. But since you brought him up, I'm prepared to let it pass, and here's why. Yeah. The whole Boxcar Willie thing Mm -hmm. happened in In Nebraska. Nebraska. That's... He saw what he thought was a coworker rolling past on a boxcar and was like, hey, there goes Willie. Uh-huh. And uh, I was like, was it really that easy? Uh-huh. Originally, he was born in Texas, but then there was like the whole thing that he was from Nebraska as the uh, character, I guess. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. he, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was. Uh, Zager and Evans from Lincoln put out the incredibly bizarre song in the year 2525. Mm. You know, see, the problem with that is Prince was like 1999. That's right here. That's right here, right now. Yeah. I I don't have to wait (laughs) 600 years to get there. Yeah. Yeah. So who's on New Rushmore, man? I think... um, I think that... I think that I've got to go. I think I've got to go Elliot Smith. I think I've got to go Buddy Miles. I think I've got to go Fred Astaire. And I think I've got to go Matthew Sweet. We're going to share the Matthew Sweet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Maddie Lewis. Mm-hmm. Because that is fire. Yeah. Um, no disagreement. I'm also going to go with Preston Love Sr. Yeah. Just because not that's crazy, disagree. man. I'm not going to disagree. He's Mr. Nebraska from what I've heard. Yeah. And I guess I'm going to round it out with uh, the Dark Horse, 
Danielle ate the sandwich from Grant, Nebraska. Well, there it is, folks. There it is. Um, be sure to follow us um, wherever you listen to us. Uh, and the great state of Nebraska will not be disappointed when you do. Um, but, yeah, if you have any questions, comments, you want to reach out to us, shoot us an email to albumfortheday at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at albumfortheday. Uh, or you can follow us on our Instagram as well at album the number four of the day. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you when we see you. Y'all. Don't you leave me broken hearted tonight. Oh, no. Here we go. <laughs> Cheerio. I wish you could see the finger pointing that just happened. <laughs> Well, then. That's what it is. 311. <laughs> After starting the podcast, you can search for the album, use the three dots, and hit add to queue. Now the album will start as soon as the episode ends. Woohoo!